What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. You've got both of your hosts this week, Pat and Jules. Hello, everybody. I am back. Jules is back. I have something in my throat, but I'm back. Where were you last week? I you was were just, just taking a break. Out and about. I was and, just taking a break. And I feel like um, we got some really nice messages from people. And it was kind of actually, it was a nice relief for me. I think I talked on the beginning of that podcast, the one I did by myself, talking about how I was a little bit nervous. Um, had never done a podcast like that alone. So did it myself, and we got some really nice messages after, which people saying that they enjoyed the episode, which was just really nice to to kind of hear and help give me a, a good smile. So thank you guys for those messages. Yeah, it was your first solo, mm-hmm. which was cool. Maybe yeah. we can do that more often. Oh, you want me to do solo ones more people often? People are going to be like, no. No, no, thank you. They like both of us. Yeah. I feel like it's more natural for the both of us when we do joint episodes, when we do them together. Um, it's more natural. It's better conversation. It's just different perspective, too. Yeah. Are you sweating? I think I am. Our apartment is about 800 oh, degrees. I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just wanted to clarify if we're both sweating. Yeah. The... I don't know what it is. I did not think this was going to be an issue. It's kind of bothering me, mm-hmm. actually, that... It is becoming an issue, and I want to ask them about it because we live in, like, a nice building, and I've dealt with this in New York before when I was on, like, the third floor because, like, the installation and everything was, like, really bad, but this is not like that, and it's literally, I mean, today it's 70 degrees out, mm-hmm. but even when it's been, like, 50 degrees, it's been so hot in our apartment, and I'm just like, I don't understand. It's pissing me off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. I think it's just sunlight coming through the windows, and obviously our apartment is a lot of big windows, and it's just been... But the summer is then going to be like actually oh, brutal. So. Yeah, I have no idea what we're going to do about that. That's what I'm saying. I feel like that's an issue. I think when I was just in the bedroom, and Willow's in the bedroom, and I was just in there looking at the thing, and it was registering like 80-something degrees. Exactly. that's what I don't get. And it's like so it's warm, and outside that. it's only... 60 something yeah Yeah. i don't know i think we need to ask about that but anyway it's warm in here Mm -hmm. and yeah we don't want to keep our air on all the time so we're suffering yeah um have we watched any shows or anything good um we finished well the new episodes of love is blind comes out on the 7th Mm. i'm just like obsessed with that show you love that show it's just so good yeah i'm just so invested and I just love it. Every Anything Nick Lachey does, I just love. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many, like how they're releasing it now in like three different parts. Mm-hmm. So many of the different shows, whereas like the old Netflix used to just be like, it goes today and there's every episode the entire season and that's why people they're binge like watch. They're catching on with like Hulu and stuff and I don't know why because that's what keeps Netflix different is they're the only streaming platform that yeah. will let you binge. Mm-hmm. I feel like no other platforms let you binge anymore. Like, any new show that comes out on Hulu is like bi- weekly. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just like watching regular TV. So what, you know, I don't get it. Unless it's like sometimes Netflix does like a whole series will come out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Hulu does that sometimes. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. They'll do like half the season. It just makes it hard when you like we'll sit and watch an episode or a few episodes and we get very into it. And then the last one ends and it's like 
Come back in two weeks with for the, the next episode. Netflix, it's good because it's typically like a few days or a few, maybe a few weeks later. But with other ones, it's like, all right, come back in four months for the rest. And yeah. Like, okay. Well, that's what happened with um, what's the show? You. Yeah, that, yeah, and well, we finished the first thing, and then like yeah. because it took so long for the second one to come out. It was only like a month. Well, however long it was, we just were like, meh. So we haven't gone back and watched it. Yeah, and I also just don't care. I've heard the second half of it is like super dark, and I'm just like not. I'm not in a place but to watch it. But when we were watching it originally, if the next episodes were there, yeah, we, we would have watched it and we would have finished it. But yeah. because of the break, yeah, we're not. It wasn't. It was just like, eh. I'm not gonna go out of my way to to go yeah. watch it. Did we talk about shrinking? No, we did not. Are you sure. I don't think so. Well, we can at least talk about how we finished it. Yeah, I feel like we maybe talked, we talked maybe about we it, but that, I don't know if we, we started it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did. But anyway, we finished that, and that was so good. I feel like we just talked to my family about it, and like everybody was like, I think that's like the best show on TV right now. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, that show is like the sh- more shows I need like that. They just make me happy. And they just released that they're coming out with a season two. They released that they're going to, they haven't even filmed. No. So it'll be a while. Yeah. But it'll be yeah. a while, but I guess they've been approved to they do it. approved for like five more. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I was talking to my brother, um, older brother, Chris, this week, and I was telling him about the show and he asked, he's like, who's in it? And I was like, um, did you say Jason? The other Jason that you... <laughs> no. Who is the one that's in it? Now I can't Jason remember. Siegel yeah, Siegel. Jason Siegel. Yeah, Jason Segel. And I... No, I actually said that. And my brother was like, oh, who is he? And I was like, um, he's kind of like tall, like not bad looking, but not good looking. Kind of <laughs> looks disheveled yeah. and kind of like quirky and funny. And he was like, oh, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. The tall... He's very tall too. That yeah. Gives it away. And he plays the same person, I feel like, in every show. Yeah. And, and him... He in the show, like his character is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we really like that show. Nothing else really. Honestly, we need some more. See, these are the shows that I like to watch. I like to watch reality TV. That's good. Mm-hmm. And I like to watch shows like that. Um, I feel like there's always probably this is the thing when you watch shows and then they don't come out for another like year, then you forget about the shows you're watching. And sometimes they come out with new episodes and you like don't realize. But yeah. Um. Anyway, besides shows, what's been going on? obviously i wasn't here last week i don't really want to like fully talk about it i think you guys probably know that i oh oh did you stain your white shirt every white shirt that i own mm-hmm. anyway um obviously i have a lot of personal stuff going on um but yeah like i'm still i'm fine yeah, i'm fine yeah <laughs> I'm, we missed you last week yeah. but you're back you're here so what else um, nothing really. I would say, you know, we're, we're 98% settled here yeah. in New York. We're yeah. getting into, um, some pretty good routines. I, I feel like you guys, I mean, you also probably see on social media, Julia's still like, we're still working through, we don't have carpets or rugs yet. We don't have Julia today got new shelves to put in the, um, in her closet for like the shoes and like yeah, some stuff that we're still working on, but. I feel like we're getting into kind of like life here. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel like we're visiting yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, it's starting to get like really warm here. Obviously, we just talked about that, but it's nice because yeah. it feels like we're going into like the best part of being in New York. And yeah, I'm actually like missed the beach a little bit. I was just saying that to you the other day. Mm-hmm. I like hate to admit it, especially in public, but like I do catch myself. Of course, like I knew that was going to happen and it's not a bad thing. I just am like. 
Yeah. I don't know. I miss the beach. I don't miss I think we... I just I'm excited to visit, I think. I'm like really excited. My parents' house is under construction mm-hmm. and it's been like pa- on pause for a while and I'm just I've been thinking about it because I'm like I really really hope that like by May it's good to go because I'm yeah. looking forward to just leaving on the weekends. It has been one thing that I have noticed here and when we were living in New Jersey one like we were in a bigger place so we had more space. So it was easier to kind of like get away. And when we were there, too, you could, like, go for a walk and it'd be, like, quiet and refreshing. Where? When we lived in New Jersey. Yeah. Here, it's it's like, if you're going for a walk right now, it's because you're walking to somewhere Mm -hmm. or you're walking, like, taking the dog for a walk. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same, like, you know, we used to just, like, go walk to the beach and be by the ocean. And it's like, now is when you really realize how calming Mm -hmm. and refreshing that is i think also like obviously the beach in the summer is more crazy but like Mm -hmm. i still like i was thinking about the other day i mentioned it to you i was like just think about like 7 a.m 8 a.m just like walking on the beach even in the summer it's so nice and i just i'm excited to do that sure we're all looking forward to summer we already have like the craziest busiest summer Mm -hmm. already and it's it's just yeah which i like but i'm also like I don't know. Would I like a life better with like no plans or with a million plans? Hmm. No plans. No plans. Nothing to do. Just yeah. sit and relax. Yeah. That's me at least. Yeah. No, we do have some fun things this this summer coming up. I think we've talked about them, but it's just fun. I think being able to like plan with like the nice weather in mind and yeah. thinking of trips and seeing people and just kind of doing the stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all right. Well, anything else we need to get into before we get into it? I don't think so. Okay. I feel as if I'm not equipped to necessarily give advice this week. Okay. I only, I mean, we're going to, but I just feel like I haven't been necessarily taking advice that I would give myself in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I think you bring up a good point and I actually remember you and I talking about this um, I think maybe when we were moving here, so whatever, a couple months ago, the ability to give advice is like everybody can give advice. Everybody can give, like tell you what to do. And it's the easy, not getting good advice is not easy, but getting advice is very easy. Yeah. And like me sitting here right now, I could see somebody and be like, oh, they should do this, this and that. And I, that's like good advice. I can give really good advice. But when I look at myself, Mm -hmm. giving myself advice and actually following through on the own advice that you know you should be doing is so hard. I think it's fine though. Like, I don't think it matters. Like I'm saying that I don't think it's like wrong to be able to give advice and not necessarily take it. I think, I think the fact that we are able to maybe know what's right, whether we do it or not, is up to us. But that doesn't mean like we don't know. It yeah. still means we're aware of it. It's just like it is harder to take it yourself. And it depends what topic you're talking about. There's advice on so many different things. And it's like nobody's perfect. So are you ready for this one? I'm ready. This one's a good one. I want to start on a good Hard one. A hard <laughs> did you, one. Did you hear what I just said? You want to start on a good oh, one? Okay. I like literally didn't understand anything I just said. Yeah. I want to start out with a good one. This one's different, and that's kind of why I like it, because we get a lot of, like, the same. Mm-hmm. But this one's a good one. 
Hi, Jules and Pat and Willow. Mm-hmm. My best friend constantly is saying that she's the ugly friend. Yes, everybody has insecurities and we all complain about them too. That's fine. I mean, it's every day. She says her nose is too big. She's the ugly friend. People don't like looking at her because she's so ugly. We don't want her in pictures because she'll ruin it, etc. Me and my friends, we've all been friends since elementary school. Always tell her that's not true, but now it's just gotten to the point that it's annoying. Obviously, therapy or something is needed, but one, that could come off bad. Two, she's a type of friend who gets worked up very easily and then just not doesn't want to talk to you for weeks, Elo. So we don't know how to approach, oh yeah, we're 27. Mm. My sister-in-law even told me it's gotten out of hand because she sees the stories she posts on Instagram every day. Anyways, just want your thoughts. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like I know this person. A girl? No. The boy version. Yeah. Um, I totally get this. And I also think that... I think the first thing is like everybody kind of gets caught up in like their perspective of what they think of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really hard for people to see the perspective of how it sounds from other people, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So like she's talking about how bad, how much she hates herself. And at one, I think it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. Maybe like humor. Two, I think that she also is just not thinking about what it sounds like from the other side and how annoying it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I said I think I know this person, I have somebody in my friend group who, uh, like, self-deprecating humor is their personality. Yeah. And it is how they present themselves in group photos. They make comments about themselves. When we all hang out, they make comments about themselves, like, and in a negative way. And it's the exact same thing of what you're talking about. And I think for a lot of people, that self-deprecating humor is like their personality but it's their coping mechanism for sure it's how they are taking responsibility or not taking responsibility for how they do or don't look and finding confidence in i don't have to be the pretty friend i'm already calling myself the ugly friend therefore if that's what i am then i'm good right and i think from my perspective at least within my friend group we have kind of just like taken it for what it is Um, and we've always given my buddy like a hard time saying like, dude, like you're just saying that about yourself. None of us have ever said that. And so we've kind of just like embraced it and he knows that it's, it's not something nothing really changes. No, that's what I was going to say is like nothing changes when he makes self deprecating comments. We usually don't acknowledge them. Like, it's just like, if we just ignore it then like not give it the space then maybe it'll just go away i think that like they also yeah like obviously it's a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. um but i feel like if you do just ignore it it'll just become less funny yeah like they're using it as humor to be like haha like i'm so ugly like how funny is that because otherwise then somebody else gets to laugh at them and they don't want that so they're going to recognize it themselves but if they're over, if they're overusing it all the time, and I think the best thing to do would to be just like, stop, just stop acknowledging it and don't be like, no, you're not like, no. And I think you just literally ignore it because yeah. maybe she'll get pissed off that you're ignoring it, honestly, and then you can have a conversation. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times people do that, and then if you ignore it, then they then they kind of will back away and be like, shit, that's not working anymore. Like I'm embarrassed now. And then like, then maybe you can have a conversation. And I also think depending on how good of a friend you are with this person, 
Like you're entitled to have a real conversation and be like, hey, the rest of us have kind of noticed this. Like, we just want you to know, one, we don't think this. And two, we don't want you to think this. And three, we don't want you to talk about it because it it is a distraction from the fun we're having or whatever we're doing when, you know, you're always making these comments like we don't want you to think that we think that. And we also don't want to hear it because all you're doing is, you know, bringing bringing some things down. Yeah. I mean, I can think of people who do. I think everybody does it. Yeah, of course. At some some level. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to have this awareness of like, am I overdoing it? Like, do people like it's not funny. It's not cute. So I feel like it's just like if you're self-deprecating, maybe start to like realize that like from the other side, it's actually just like very annoying and not cute yeah that was a hard one to start with yeah it was a good one it was a relatable one though but not not something that i think is like super easy either to like deal with or help deal with within a close friend group yeah so can you talk more about doing things that make you and your partner happy in your marriage instead of what you think society wants you to do like living together etc i saw you talk about this a little bit in your tiktok and felt like my partner and i my partner and I were the only ones thinking this and would love to hear your perspective. I think this was coming from a TikTok I did where I was talking about like um, not living with your significant other mm-hmm. full time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is something that you and I have talked pretty extensively with about with each other. We've sometimes put bits of the content out into the world. Um, I think for us, it's not only about in a relationship, it's about as like an individual, as a human, like, are you doing what you want to be doing? Are you fulfilled? Are you happy? Are you excited? Are you everything good? And that carries over to as a couple, as a couple, are you doing everything you want? Are you doing everything that fulfills you? Are you doing everything that, and that's not to say that like shit isn't going to be hard or things aren't going to be difficult and whatnot but the idea of for us of not living together um and not not living together always but having different options where yeah maybe we do spend time apart for an extended period Mm -hmm. like for us that kind of just makes sense when we talk about it it's so funny because i got some comments and some people were like why would you not want to be with your partner all the time yeah and i was like what do you mean yeah ma'am what do you mm-hmm. mean? Like, yeah. And, and like, I, I think people, people are like some other comments are like, that's the point of marriage. Like why get married? And it's like, well, right there, you're talking about society. Yeah. Like, and the whole point of what we're saying is like, you can make your own rules in marriage and in relationships and you don't have to do what everyone does, which is like, you get married, you live together, you have a kid, you grow old, you die, like mm-hmm. in that order. And it's yeah. like, you don't have to do that. And if you're confident enough to be like, hey, I love you. Like, I think we both can agree that we want to live together sometimes and sometimes we don't. So if you have, if you can, then you're maybe you don't live together half the year. And it doesn't mean you're like not seeing each other. Like, I don't know. It's just an idea. Also, like we're not doing it. We might. Who knows? It's such an example of how people are so afraid to like build their own path live their own way and like offended by the idea yeah live outside of this like social construct this social framework that has been like pushed onto us and 
like so much of what we do and like you think of like how you're supposed to live your life is not how humans at all are designed to live right like sit in a chair and work on a, a computer for 40 years it's like what what part of us as humans like makes sense that that's what we do mm-hmm. what part of us like just getting on this path of life and just we got married so therefore we have to live together it's like no we don't have to do that and there yeah. there are so many examples of things that um i think could make a relationship so much better if we were like yes i know Broadly, relationships are supposed to do this, but we don't want to do that, so we're not going to do it. And I think the people who are not afraid of living and designing their own lives the way that they want to, those are the people that are like the most happy and the most fulfilled and, you know, doing things on their own terms. I think the reason I brought it up and like the whole point of it is to like maybe help people be more open to the idea that you can build your own relationship in the way that you want to and that you don't have to follow like exactly what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And it's not even to say that we're doing a lot of those things like we just are so open to anything that's going to make our relationship better and make us happier, whether that's now in the future, like we don't really care what it is. Mm -hmm. But that's what I love about us because I feel like we are both like, yeah, anything's on the table. Yeah. And I think the person who wrote this um, suggestion in, they said that her and her partner are talking about it. And like, I I think she was the only one. Yeah. That's what I think. Like I was going to say, like if there's one thing you take away from this, like be, let it be that, you aren't the only one thinking about this. You aren't the only one who thinks this makes a lot of sense. And I want to point out something too. Like this is about relationships that are happy. If you are living with someone and you're like, I'm not happy. Maybe if we live, we don't live well together. Like maybe we should separate and then that will make us happier. I don't think that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about relationships that are happy Mm -hmm. 95% of the time. Yeah. And they think that they could be even happier if they had whatever it was. But I mm-hmm. feel like it's it's all ideas based off of a relationship that's already in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. We're not giving advice or talking about if your relationship is struggling, like no. here's how to fix it. That's not what we're saying that's with like separation. If your relationship is struggling, don't have a baby. Don't. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. That's a different. That's a different episode. Yeah. So. Hi, Pat and Jules. I'm a senior in college graduating in May, and I am scared slash excited about the future and would love your advice. I'm a micro-influencer finally starting to make an income off of social media. Mm. But Jules, as I'm sure you know, starting out is very inconsistent. I absolutely love creating content, connecting with my audience, and working with brands. I am the type of person that when I set my mind on something, I don't give up on it. I chose not to take a 9-to-5 salary job straight out of college and decided to follow my heart and see where the influencer career can take me. As graduation is quickly approaching, I find myself getting more and more anxious answering the what are you doing after graduation question, wondering if I'm making the smart decision. I should note that my parents are able to help me out a little bit and I will be moving in with them just to be able to save up money. Also, another thing that makes me nervous to tell people and move out of the state where I grew up ASAP. Hmm. I would love any advice on how to stay confident in my decision when I know that's what feels right in my gut. Love you and love this pod so much. Hmm. One. Thank you. That's so sweet. Um, So it sounds like the question is, how do I stay confident in this decision? Yes. Which honestly, writing in, you sounded confident. Like I got the sense that you're like, this is what makes me happy. So like, this is what, and you already made the decision. Mm -hmm. I think you're like thinking about like 
obviously all the outside voices of like, am I making the decision? Like, of course, so many people are going to be like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Julia and I always tell people if there's something you want to do to go for it, to do it. And it sounds like based on how you wrote that in that you are somebody who wants to go for it and therefore you should, especially if you're in a position where you have the resources around you where you can, you know, if there is inconsistent inconsistency with income and you're able to, you know, live at home to try and save money and not have to pay rent, like take full advantage of that. And I think different conversation, but that's so normal right now. Everybody's doing that. Um, so definitely make the decision to go for it. That's the the fear of not doing it to me would outweigh the fear yeah. of failing or anybody else's perspective. I think you have to realize too that everybody fails at like a lot of stuff and they're just yeah. not talking about it. Like no mm -hmm. one is talking about all the failures they had. Like it's all about success. And yeah. that is I don't know if that's good or bad, but it could be motivating, but could also be like deceiving mm -hmm. and i also think that one a skill set you're going to have to build up if you are trying to build an audience and a community that you are going to have to learn to block out noise a lot of noise and the bigger your audience get the more noise you're going to get and the more hate and negative feedback and people that question everything you do so being able to kind of like build that confidence and build that skill set now while you're like growing and working through it like mm -hmm. you you definitely need to kind of be able to do that now yeah um right. and i think also when it comes to i think you mentioned like when you wrote it in like i'm nervous to tell people what i'm doing or and i think that the idea of being a content creator is becoming so much more regular so much more normalized mm -hmm. I mean, so many people now are content creators and, you know, it's also one of those things that you will learn, you will get more confident and comfortable in your pitch when people are like, oh, you just graduated from X, Y, and Z. What are you going to do? Like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to go be an influencer, people might be like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I don't get it. That sounds dumb. Yeah. And like, but if you're like, oh, I'm going to go, um, work with brands on digital marketing and help create social media and digital content to help them market their products. Yeah. It's like, like oh, oh shit, cool. that already sounds better now. And I understand yeah. that. Yeah. And, but I also do like the social media influencer content creator world is evolving so much to the point where it is so like becoming more and more normalized yeah. five, 10 years ago. If you said that people would be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. People know like now if you is. do it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So go, go do it. Do it confidently. Rely on the resources around you. Don't be afraid to, you know, thank mom and dad and, you know, mm -hmm. use them for what they can be. Okay. I'm in a weird stage of my life. College graduate, but still trying to pass my test to get my license in my degree field. I'm 23 and feel stuck living at home when I thought I would have moved out already. How do I know when it's time to move out? I'm scared for the experience. My mental health says I'm ready. Huh. Um, I don't know if I have a great answer than th for this other than just saying like when you know, you know. Yeah. And I think there's part of it, like if you're living at home and you're comfortable and like, you know, still pursuing passing that exam that you need to pass to get the job in the field that you want, like don't 
feel shy or whatever around like living at home. I was watching um, a TikTok earlier and it was a girl who had moved back home at 27. I think she said she lived at home from like 27 to 29. And it was just a video of her and her parents dancing in the kitchen. Yeah. And she was like, I would have never thought this was the best decision I ever made. Mm-hmm. And I think especially after like COVID and the pandemic, so many people are yeah, just... living at home and rethinking how we think about relationships with our parents and families. Yeah, it's like so, if you can. Yeah. And almost take that as like a blessing. Mm-hmm. I also think that so many people are in a spot where they feel like they're not where they thought they would be in life in certain aspects of life. And like I have points of my life too where I'm like, oh, I feel like I was, I should be further or I should have mm-hmm. this or whatever. And I think a lot of people feel that. So I feel like it's okay to feel like that. And I think I always try to tell people that it's like, it's not, it's what you're not seeing too. Like nobody's just really, no one's talking about those things. And it doesn't mean that people aren't feeling them. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a huge thing with everything. It's like, I'm not out there saying how I wish I had a house already, but I feel that. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like you, like me, like the person who wrote this in, this feeling of like, I'm not where I'm at or I'm not at where I wanted to be at yet. And the one thing that I was trying to like dwindle down is like, where does that feeling come from? And, and what, like spurs that out of us. And I think the one thing for me that like brings that up is this idea that like I'm ambitious, I'm a hard worker and I value like outcomes of my journey. And those are all like really good things that lead to this feeling of, Oh, I'm not where I'm at or I'm not at where I want to be at yet. Yeah. And it's like, um, if you are able to stick with it and, um, keep going like because you're a hard worker who's motivated and is you know focused on these outcomes like keep going and you'll get there yeah i saw a quote recently and i actually loved it it um the i think it was people always are waiting for your quotes people love my quotes um it was a podcast and this guy james clear he's the author of atomic habits great book go read it He's interviewing a guy and he, they're just kind of spitballing back because the other guy's super successful too. And he says, um, when you think about your life right now, do you have the habits necessary to get where you need to be? And the person asked, answered and said, yeah, I think so. And then James Clear said, well, if you think you have the habits to get where you need to get to, then you just need patience. Because so many times people's lack of patience gets in the way of them being able to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And then the the other part of what James Clear said is, when I ask you that question, if your answer is no, you don't have the habits to get you to where you need to go, then you need to change your, your habits, change your lifestyle. And it was really helpful for me because it made me, it makes me think about like, what am I doing on a day-to-day basis to get to where I want to get to? Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps to me, helps it helps me think about it on like a more granular, granular, granular scale where it's like these tiny little what habits. habits. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like what would be an example of like, 
like how are you taking care of yourself are you sleeping are you working out are you like doing those things are you actually putting in the time to accomplish are you putting yourself out there are you taking the right risks are you taking calculated risks are you you know doing drugs are you doing are you trying to be healthy are you like yeah. you know the the things that you're doing on like a day-to-day like, like your like habits can, i was thinking about just my anxiety journey would be a good example well i think when i think of your anxiety journey you are doing the things and taking the right steps to get better that's what i'm saying not to get healed but to get better mm-hmm. and it's a matter of time until all the things you're doing start to pay their dividends. Yeah. But only if you're able to keep doing the things you're doing. If while you're on this journey, you get so frustrated and lose patience and just say, fuck it and go off the deep end, then all of the progress you've made will be gone. Yeah. But if you keep the journey and, and have the patience then at the end, you know what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I hope that was helpful. Um, a lot of this is, you know, some of the same stuff. How do you forgive someone that you really don't want to forgive? Mm. I have a quick answer for that. Don't do it. No, just forgive them because it's not worth your time. Like once you forgive, you'll be able to move on. And then whatever, why you don't want to forgive them is like still boiling in you. It's like, forgive them, move on. Um, forgive and forget. Yeah. Forgive them and then forget them. A lot of people are like, them. I can forgive, but I won't forget. But I feel like there's something about forgiving and forgetting because yeah. then your mind is clear. If you can forgive someone mm-hmm. and then, especially someone you don't want to forgive. Yeah. That's different. Like if you want to, if there's someone out there that you don't want to forgive, but you need to forgive them and then you can forget about them so that they are forgiven. But now your mind is clear. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiving is going to give you the opportunity to move on. Yeah. Because if you don't want to forgive them, it sounds like you don't really want them around for certain reasons. I feel like. I am more mature than my friends my age. Advice for moving on and protecting myself. I feel like I'm more mature than my friends. And what was the end piece? Any advice for moving on and protecting myself. Mm. Um, Okay. I always thought this when I was younger. I don't even know. Like when I was in high school, I thought I was like so mature and like so much more mature than everybody else. Mm -hmm. I think in reality, I was maybe I I think I I did have like a lot of perspective and I'm a very aware person. So that maybe is kind of just where I was in that stage. I don't think that I was more mature. I think I just thought about things differently. Maybe I was, but I also look back and think like, dang, like I kind of wish that I just chilled out in the age and the time that I was so that I could enjoy that more because it depends what it is I don't know how old you are also like high school is very different if it's like you're 28 and you feel like your friends are acting like they're 20 like maybe find new friends I don't know yeah 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 no I agree I think um I think, yeah, being mature, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard kind of not knowing how old you are. Um, yeah. Wrote this in, but in the, the book I'm reading, the book I was reading last night, um, 
the author talks about doing like a whole wide audit on your life. And she's talking about in the part I'm reading about like your friend group. And she says that so many people are so afraid to like lose the close people who are closest to them, even though like, you know, they're not right for you. You know, they're energy suckers. You know, they're less mature than what you want to be doing. You know, they're not helping you get to where you want to be. We get so comfortable and content that we won't move on. And her whole point is focusing on what's to come. Yeah, you may lose that group of friends, but being able to find your next group of friends where you do feel fulfilled, you Mm -hmm. do feel motivated, you do feel loved. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and that doesn't mean when you go home for Christmas and Thanksgiving that you're not going to text them and go get a drink with them. They're still your friends, but they're not going to be, you know, your close group that you You go to for certain things. For everything. Yeah. Yeah. But so I think that's kind of my like two cents there is focus on if this is not the right friend group for you, what, who are the right friend group and how can you uh, start to get more aligned with those people and meet those new friends? Yeah. All right. Just a few more. Okay. Um, my boyfriend is a mama's boy. SOS. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. What? Do you not know any mama's boys? I was just going to say, I don't think I know any mama's boys. I think it's an immature thing. And I think it's a young thing. Like, yeah, I'm a daddy's girl. But what does that mean? Like, I'm not like obsessed with my dad and he's not obsessed with me. Like, yeah, I don't know what that. Yeah. What does that mean? Is that me? Like, I I only say that because I'm the only girl and like, Mm -hmm. I feel like he just has this like special place for me. This also is a topic, though, that. Many thought, people yeah. have written in, and mama's boys because it affects their relationship. Of course, and I think it's either like the their in laws or like the mom is obsessed with their son, mm-hmm. or the son is obsessed with his mom, or both. Yeah, and either way, it's like is he not? If it's mom being obsessed with the son, yeah, it's like the son has to cut it off at some point. I think mm-hmm. that's more common. Yeah, but if the boy is like so obsessed with his mom, it's just, that's even like worse because I'm. It's just like. Is it affecting your relationship so much that it's like he can't? I don't know. Like I, I'm picturing it being like he calls his mom like three times a day. He needs his mom's help. Like that's kind of how I'm picturing it. Which I've never been with someone like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's more common. Yeah. Than we think. Yeah, I definitely have a great relationship and I'm close and right. love my mom. But it's not like I would never say I'm a mama's boy. No. No. I mean, like. At your age too, it's like no what, gosh. What is Could you imagine mean? at my age? At your I'm old. Crazy age, like wow. Uh, yeah. SOS. There's not really much to say other than like you have to talk to him and be like, hey, yo, you're a mama's boy, and like that ain't cool. Figure your shit out, boy. Is that where we're gonna leave it? Nothing <laughs> to say. No, I think we said enough. Okay. I think what we said is enough. I mean, said. It's true. Um. Okay. Last one. Would love some travel advice. What's in both of your carry-on travel bags? How to stay healthy and tips for group travel. Mm. This is something I always laugh about um, when Julia and I travel. Because I am a very light packer. Of course. And a very efficient. Like I have my book bag as my carry-on. I put my bag, you know, send it through. 
So I don't have to worry about it till I get to the destination. And then I put everything other than like my cell phone in my book bag. So I don't have anything on me. I'm not carrying. I don't have five bags. Listen. This is what you're like. No, I yes. think I'm also a very efficient packer. No, you're not. Well, you get everything into bags. Listen, but about the weight. I pack by outfit, so I always know what I'm going to wear. It's not like I'm like, oh, I don't even know what to bring. Never. I never have that issue. Yeah. I put everything in my carry-on that I need. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good about that. And then when we go to get on the plane, you have a book bag and then another bag. And both of those no. bags are kind of heavy. No. And and you have another bag because you have to go to the shop to buy a sandwich and snacks and a water. So you're carrying three bags. Your headphones are falling off your head. You're dropping your phone. You have cords falling out of your pocket. Yeah, not that bad. I'm very. I feel like I'm more efficient than you're making it sound. Well, honestly, you're not as efficient as me. A book, my AirPods, and that's it. I'll read my book or I'll fall asleep. I put my AirPods in and I'll have my phone. Listening right now, I just okay. No, it's it's efficient. I sometimes I'll have like a notebook and a pen if I want to write. But what the hell do you like? What are you okay? Okay, all right. You're gonna have. I bet you hand hand Purell moisturizer. At least three of the things that I'm packing, you're gonna be using. What? Okay. Um, I always we pack mints and gum. Okay. I pack my iPad. I pack my headphones. I pack all the chargers. Number one, you always use my charger. I like there when my phone go. dies. <laughs> and then I pack a book, mm-hmm. which I don't usually read. Okay. I will pack face mist. Mm. I will pack face wipes, depending on how long the flight is. I will pack like my toothbrush and my like cleansers and moisturizers in, in case we're on like an overnight flight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I sometimes pack a fresh pair of underwear. Okay. In case we're on a long flight. Yeah. Those are the, those are the necessities. Okay. And I, and then I end up getting a water because you can't bring your water bottle through, et cetera, whatever. Without anyway. all of those things, I could fly anywhere in the world and yeah, not and be fine. People. Yeah, you're like we're getting on the plane, sitting in our seats, and you're like, here, look at me, I have face mister for you, and I'm like, and then I spray face it on your face, and you're like, there, oh, that feels there are really 250 good. people on this plane, and only two of them are using face mister right now. I doubt it. I, I freaking doubt it. You think uh, when we flew back from Costa Rica, all those people were using face misters? I didn't say all of them. I think some people pack like I do. Okay. Okay. What are your tips for like trying to stay healthy? Um, we definitely try and drink a lot of water. Yeah. Um, I feel That's like with like jet jet lag and just inflammation like flying um, you always feel more bloated yeah water yeah. is huge yeah i also think traveling for us is a time usually because we do it a lot we try not to do this but it's like it's okay to like fall off because you're not in your routine anymore and you're traveling so it's just a lot harder so being like kind about it to yourself like hey it's not a big deal but yeah i will try to pack my own snacks um for like planes and stuff so i don't have to eat what they give you but yeah i also try and maintain like a workout routine wherever we go um just trying to and so like when we just went to costa rica i packed my jump rope with me yeah and i didn't know what like the gym situation was going to be there so i was like if they don't have a gym or any fitness center or anything at the very least i'll be able to wake up every morning and i'm a morning worker outer wake up every morning, go out on our balcony and just jump rope for 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. And 
I always feel like when I'm able to maintain like that kind of like workout routine that I just feel better throughout the course of the day and helps me sleep better and Mm -hmm. helps jumpstart my mornings. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm definitely not like a travel. No. And we're not like obsessed with, I guess, staying healthy while we travel, but we just try because we do that anyway. So it's like, we try to just kind of bring the same things with us. And I'd say it also kind of depends on like what kind of trip you're going on. Like what kind of like when we went to like when we were with Austin and um, Kelsey, that was not like a bathing suit. Yeah, it was whatever. It was like a whatever. So we were like, OK, we can kind of eat a little bit more and drink a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But when we were just in Costa Rica, we were like, oh, this is like a little bit of like a wellness trip for us. Yeah. So let's be a little bit more mindful of yeah. what we're putting in our body and how active we're staying. And, yeah. you know, it just kind of depends on what kind of trip it is. Yeah. Okay. That's everything for the advice. Column we have solved month. everybody's problems. Yeah, I know that you're all gonna now be we just got to work on our own. Better lives now that we came in and, and honestly, we're heroes. So thank you. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. If you guys want to leave us a review, we would love that on Apple or Spotify. And if you want to share this episode, we should have said it in the beginning. Mm. Go share it um, with anyone who you think would enjoy this episode. You can also like tag somebody in our comments on our Instagram, which is love that for you pod. And we will see you guys next week. Love you guys. See ya. Bye.